Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, the Twins season comes to a close. First, uh, diagnose uh, why it was. It, it, it didn't seem like they had a big chance at beating Houston uh, when the series began, and that turned out to be the case. Yes, uh, and it's also, let's just acknowledge how sudden the postseason is. Yeah. I mean, four teams that won 99 or more games this year either eliminated or on the ropes. Two of them got swept. I think maybe three of them got swept. Yep. Uh, it, things happen quickly. I was talking to a bunch of people Tuesday, some Twins people, some newspaper people, some media people, and everybody's saying, God, Twins have the advantage right now. Hmm. They have the advantage. They have two home games coming up. Uh, they have Sonny Gray going in game three. If they win this, they get home field advantage against the Texas Rangers and the ALCS. Everything's going their way. And guess what? Half an inning later, top of the first inning in the game three, everything changed. Yep. Uh, and the Astros are just a tough out. You know, so they needed, they really needed Sonny Gray to pitch lights out and he didn't even get through the top of the first. And that's where the series changed. And, you know, yesterday the Twins put up a good fight. Uh, their, their plan worked really well. They just didn't score enough runs. They didn't, uh, they didn't put enough good you know, bats together. And that's going to be kind of a challenge going forward here. They have a lot of things going in their favor now. They have an ace. They have an all-star closer. They have a rising star in Royce Lewis. They have a anchor in Carlos Correa, who performs great in the postseason. Uh, they just need to get to a point where, as a group, they take better bats and they're a tougher. They're, they make themselves a tougher out in the postseason. It. Did it look to you like it was uh, the Twins were trying a little hard after that big inning uh, uh, in Game 3? Uh, they were swinging at a lot of stuff out of the strike zone from that point on. I didn't notice it so much uh, in the games prior to that, but boy, the last two games, there was a lot of chasing going on. Yes, I think that's where the young hitters went out of their, got away from their game plan a little bit. Let's face it, Kepler, who was such a big factor in the second half, did not have a good series. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, they kind of had a void there at the cleanup hole. Um, and the bottom of the order didn't produce the way it did in the regular. Jeffers, you know, Jeffers and Kepler, yep. uh, a prime right-handed bat, a prime left-handed bat, two guys who really made a big difference down the stretch. Neither of them performed, and they needed they needed the lineup depth to beat the Astros. For Kepler, it wasn't chasing. It was taking pitches in the strike yep. zone, taking third strikes. He was a little passive, I thought. I thought he looked really tentative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you can see uh, that he's a guy who gets in his own head. Mm-hmm. And one thing everybody said the second half of this year, he seemed to be liked. He seemed to be, uh, you know, happy. He seemed to be kind of carefree and just, just kind of playing the game and not overthinking it. Felt like he went back to overthinking it in the postseason. Yep, guys were throwing fastballs in the strike zone. He was kind of taking them. And, and for some of the other guys, uh, you know, it's inexperience. You know, we hear and talk a lot about it that because we deal in the kind of the, the psycho- psychological aspect of the game probably more than the players do. Um, but it, it really did appear as though some experience now should help this team going forward as a lot of their young guys that were the ones pressing. I would think so. Uh, I would think that Walner and Roy and Royce was, listen, he had home runs. Yep. He was one of their better players, but he also expanded the strike zone more in the playoffs than in this in this series than he did previously. Uh, and the Astros, they taught a great lesson. It's like you know, in the postseason, you get even tighter. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 force the pitcher to come to you even more. Astros were not going to swing at pitches they didn't want to swing at, no matter what situation. You had to get them out. They weren't going to get themselves out. 
I thought the Twins did get themselves out, and that's a lesson the young hitters can learn. Their third and fourth starters for the Astros were terrific. I mean, they had great breaking stuff. They dotted the corners uh, with their fastballs. It's no shame losing to those two guys. They've beaten a lot of uh, teams, especially in the playoffs. They have, and they have a fabulous bullpen, and they've been through it. Seven straight ALCSs. That Mm -hmm. is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in baseball history. Seven straight ALCSs. Cheating, not cheating, different pitchers, different bullpen members. Uh, different members of the lineup, um, and and listen, you know, sometimes managers are overrated in baseball. Sometimes there's a very limited amount that they can control or affect. Uh, but man, you just see the Astros competing like a Dusty Baker team. He just seemed the blend of know-how on that roster combined with Dusty Baker, just knowing knowing how to game plan for postseason. They're, they're man, they're good. Yeah, they sure are, and 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 that winning breeds more winning. And honestly, the Twins don't have anybody in their lineup, and I don't know how many teams do, that are your Don Alvarez. That guy is, he's on deck. Everybody knows that he's on deck next. He doesn't just affect his at-bats. He affects his teammates' at-bats, too. That's right, and you know, I did my, our season-ending podcast with Roy Smalley this morning. Not mm-hmm. we're going to keep doing podcasts, but to kind of wrap up the series. Sure. You know, I, I pointed out, I said, hey, not many off-seasons the Twins go in saying, okay, this is a good team, and they have their ace, and they have their closer, and they have their rising star, and they have their anchor, and they have a wave of young talent, and they have pitching depth. And he said, yep. And I said, well, what do they need? He said, they, need, they still need the Nelson Cruz figure. Yep. They still need the guy who's just going to be put together reliable, professional at-bats all the time in the three- or four-hole. Royce Lewis might be that guy. Yep. I would think I expect him to be that guy, uh, but he he has some more to prove. He's still just learning how to hit major league pitching. Um, you know, if and and here here we come back. You know, how does this team get even better? How does this team you know put together a great regular season next year? Yeah. And yeah, they probably need one more. They have to figure out what to do with Barland. Is he a starter? Bolsters the rotation. Or is he a reliever who takes care of the eighth inning for you? And the other thing is, you know, if Buxton could be that guy. Mm-hmm. If Buxton could be your 30 home run, 100 RBI guy, not that he's going to take the best at bats, but to just be just add another massively productive bat to the top of the order, this could be a really scary team. We just have no idea where that's going. Unfortunately, where it's gone in the past is injuries. Uh, both yep. him and Royce Lewis have had. I mean. Royce Lewis had an oblique early in the year, coming back from the knee, and then he has a hamstring uh, toward the end of the season. It it's a little concerning just because we've seen so much of it from Buxton for nine years, where he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yep, and they both had terrible injury problems. Uh, the difference between the two is that Buxton takes a long time to get his swing back after any injury, mm-hmm. and Royce Lewis seems like he can hit, as they say, falling out of bed. Right. You know. His approach, his mechanics are so good. His intelligence level so high. Uh, the good thing about Royce is when he comes back from an injury, he's ready to hit. Buxton, it feels like he's gotta, he's gotta get a lot of the backs. He's gotta be in the flow for him to be effective. Uh, Kirilov uh, suddenly put on on IR, injured the night before. Uh, uh, you know what's what's up with him? What happened there? Because there's another guy who's had plenty of injury history in his time. Yeah, I think I think the wrist started flaring up again. I don't know mm. if that affected him on the ground ball, but. They just felt like he wasn't swinging the bat the way he's capable of, and they just kind of took a shot. Said, "Hey, maybe Buxton gets one fastball and hits it a mile, and that wins a game for us." Uh, so it was kind of it was a ran- very random 
late decision, and basically baseball does not have to approve that. So they had to, you know, it wasn't like they were down on Kirilov and just looking for a roster move. They have to establish to Major League Baseball that it's a legitimate injury. Right. And Buxton's sitting there like, let's just take, let's just roll the dice, take a shot. Yeah, they took a shot. What did you think? I mean, it didn't cost the Twins the game. Uh, the fact that uh, uh, Caleb Fieldbar was in early in the game uh, and gave up the home run to Abreu, uh, that, that didn't cost the Twins the game. They didn't hit. That was the biggest cost. But but there was a pull of Joe Ryan, and he was very surprised by it. They had the video of Rocco giving him the news, and his eyes got big, and he looked at him, and he went, wow. Uh, so he was surprised to come out after two innings. If if don't you think if they were going to do that that they would maybe give him a heads up on it or not? I, I don't think he can because what okay. if he pitched? You know, I, I think they I think they held out hope that he would look so sharp that they'd want to leave him in for three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he gave up a home run to Brantley, who's not one of the more dangerous hitters in that lineup. He did not have a good second half. He is a he does throw he does give up home runs. That lineup has been crushing home runs. I just think that the Twins were going to let him go until they saw some sign that, that he wasn't the guy to trust. I, I just don't think they trusted him going in. Mm. Um, but I don't think they wanted him to have any extraneous thoughts in his head. I think they wanted him to still pitch and see what happened. So did you feel like he didn't show him enough in two innings? Uh, I mean, give up a, he had, let me put it this way. I think if Joe Ryan had pitched five innings, he probably gives up three runs mm-hmm. or four runs. Um, and I feel like they thought that Paddock was the kind of secret weapon, and that, that Gilbar's been one of their best pitchers for the last five years. I think they just, I just think they trusted those guys more than they trusted Joe Ryan, in part because of the way he pitched second half, in part because he hit an injury, in part because he's a high, he's a fly ball pitcher against a good home run hitting team. I just don't think they trusted him. Mm. Is he part of the rotation next year? Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't mean I'm not talking about. Like existential trust, I'm talking okay. about in the moment. This game. You know, in game, in an elimination game, who you're riding with. I think they just felt better about the bullpen guys than they did at Joe Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think he's their number two or three starter next year. Will they be in the conversation for Sonny Gray after the season? The feeling is he's leaving. Okay. The feeling is this is his last big shot at a big contract. He's a Southern guy. I, I don't think he disliked his time here, but I think he wants to just go play the market and go to the highest bidder. Or either go to the highest bidder or go someplace where he can pop home really easily, um, you know, between games. Uh, who knows how it's going to play out, if that's a realistic uh, want from him. You know, players don't always get what they want in free agency. But the feeling is he's moving on. Uh, so I think next year's rotation probably looks something like um, Lopez, Ryan, Ober, Paddock, and then is it Varland is your fifth? Do you sign a veteran? to kind of play Sonny Gray's role and give you a few guy you feel really good about in game two of a postseason, uh, that, that all has to play out. No Maeda? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, they love him. He, he seems to like it here. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. It's possible to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know where that's going right now. I, I, don't, I don't know that him being here is a priority for him. I don't know them resigning him is a massive priority for them. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.